Hey, Jill. Hi, Ryan. You look very sweaty balls in the sweater you're wearing. Thanks. Like you could be NPR, ladies. You love NPR. I don't know if I love it. Um, I was listening to Terry Gross interview Barbara Streisand. And she- oh, what tragedies did Barbara have in her life? So, I mean, many, but not that crazy that Terry brought up. But um, she, her memoir is coming out, Barbara Streisand. So Terry starts, okay, so the beginning of your memoir, the first two chapters is about how you don't like your nose, but you didn't change it. Why did you start with your nose? <sighs> and what did Barbara have to say, though? Barbara said, well, I never really hated my nose. I just came to find out that a lot of people didn't like it, and I didn't mind it. And everyone told me to get the bump fixed, and I didn't think it was worth surgery, and it was a lot of money back then, and I was afraid that it was going to mess up is. my voice. So I didn't do it, and I'm glad I didn't do it. So there. But Barbara was like, well, what did you want me to start with, Terry? And Terry goes, I don't know. I didn't write the book. She's such a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Why do people like her? Do you like her? Do you think she's a nice person? I'm sure she's a nice person, but I, she gets good guess. Well, yeah, because she's like, you know, famous. Yeah, she upset Bay's own. Mm-hmm. Jill, I was looking. Yeah, I'm eating during the <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. What are you I eating? I ordered pad thai and it just got here. I ordered pad thai from Siam Bistro on Pearl Street. Check, shout out. Best fried rice you'll ever have in Boston. So why didn't we wait till you were done eating to pod? Because, Jillian, I like to sort my noodles on the phone with people. And I like peanuts. I like peanut butter. But sometimes pad thai is too peanutty for me. So I said, no peanuts, please. But they still cook it, I think, in like a peanut sauce. So it still tastes a little peanutty. Okay. Um, Jillian, today. Yes, was, Brian. For those listening at home, I'm going on a plane on Thursday. Just taking it around the neighborhood and coming back down. So I was looking for films to download and I was going through, you know, our various streaming services. And on one, I noticed that I think it's on Prime that the holiday is on there. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's almost holiday season, holiday. And as I watch, I get to watch the movie, The Holiday. Nancy Myers movie. And I got so excited. It's too soon maybe to watch it yet. Well, if November, right. November, maybe I could. It's mid-November. That's crazy. Um, you were in, If you were in England, your favorite country in the whole world, you could watch it because they don't have Thanksgiving. So they start holiday like November 1st. That's true. But what I also wanted to say to our friends out there, during the month of December, they usually the holiday usually year-round is free on so many streaming services. It's usually on Prime. It's usually on Hulu. It's usually on Freeform if you have cable. And then in December, they put it behind a paywall, Yes, and you have to pay to watch it. Same with Love Actually. It's on Netflix right now. So what I'm saying is download the holiday from your favorite streaming service now or record it on your DVR, although it'll probably be on cable a lot next month. But they cut out some parts because they're going to put it behind a paywall. They do it every year. So this is the tip for me to you. <laughs> and that's my favorite holiday film. Wow. Yeah, don't care. Okay. Okay, so I just wanted to tell you that. All right. What what should we start off talking about? Oh, I want to hear about your big trip to our nation's capital. Yes. So many friends of the prod, our actual friends in real life. The prod the pod, and I went to our nation's capital to visit two of our nearest and dearest. And we had a lovely time. Oh, well, I guess four. Just a second, Marissa? Uh, ben? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Just girls. <laughs> ben listen to the pod? I don't know. I didn't talk to him about it. Well, he doesn't need any more acclaim right now. Really. He's, he's going. Like he's losing it. I don't even want to say his name because I'm afraid the SEO. He's so viral. You don't you... have to say last name, but you can tell the story quickly. Our dear friend Ben was a fifth grader in elementary school living on the Cape, and they did a class project learning about the oceans and currents, and he wrote a letter in a bottle, and he threw it out into the ocean. And re- so did a lot of, like, so every many. kid in his class, I, I feel not like, just him. Yeah, but I feel like the story comes around every few years, like other classes did it. Anyway, so a, a French man, I don't know if he just found it or when he found it, but found it, and it's been all over the news, and his name he is- He received the message in a bottle, yeah. and it was uh, intact enough for him to be able to read the message inside. From, like- 20 something years ago and yeah. and our, i was in fifth grade in like 2000 yeah it was like 97 so know. it's been like in the news in newspapers it, it 
you know, it's going viral, and Ben is displeased with that. Um, not Which that. Not that he's like unhappy with what happened. He just doesn't want to be named or like yeah, known his wife for said this. This is his greatest fear, is to, or like his greatest annoyance is to be quote viral or like you know out in the internet. Although I guess he has social media and stuff, but it's private. so here we go, Ben. Another mention of you and this story out in the world on this world famous podcast. Yeah. So okay. When, so you went, went to DC. Went to our nation's capital. Had a lovely time. Um. Nine girls, 10 girls in an Airbnb, and one very large suburban that I drove all weekend. Not any bathrooms. Two and a half. Okay. Um, not easy to drive that suburban around all. Oh, so you don't want to get one now is going to be my next question. I didn't mind it. It definitely, when I went back to my mom car, it like felt lighter and like not as strong, but it's hard to park it. It's a pretty big SUV though. Yeah. It's hard to park the suburban like you couldn't park it on the street like if there was no spots and like when we parked in parking garage it was like i was nervous doing those turns and like the narrow or that you'd hit the ceiling oh my god so close so many times um but it was nice and apologies to all my friends for maybe my testy attitude while driving because all all nine of them in the car were telling me different ways to drive and park and i'm sure i handled that not well um but to be fair Backseat drivers, get the fuck out. It was... It I was, have friends, we were driving to Mystic. I had the GPS on, and they'd be like, oh, it's up here on the left. I'm like, I know. I, I just haven't turned my blinker on yet because I'm not, you know, yeah, close enough to the street. It was a lot of, oh, you can park here. Oh, you can't park here. Oh, it's valet. Oh, it says go left. It says go right. I'm like, I love you all dearly, but stop telling me what to do. Yeah, I'm on your side for that. Oh, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. I'm sure they're on my side too, but I don't know if I had articulated it in the best way. Yeah, you can be, you know, not very nice. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we went to... Um, yeah, what activities did you force on everyone? I didn't force anything on everyone. And people opted out if they didn't want to do it. Um, we went to Easter Market, which our good friend Tara and all the interwebs say is like a must. It's not. It's just like a food market. Like, I don't know if they do something special like at night or on the weekends, but it was like just like a food market. Um we went to this lovely bagel place called Call Your Mother, a Jewish deli. But not better than New York bagels. I was not feeling gastrointestinally well, so I had half of a sandwich um, with our dear friend Noonan, um, and I didn't really... Were you the one to watch this weekend? No, I won't tell you who was the one to watch. I have a guess. Someone um, fell asleep at the bar, and we had to take them home, and then they fell asleep in front of the fireplace. Oh. No. No. The one who always falls asleep in public? No, not that one. But anyway, oh, okay. she's fine with it, I'm sure. But I will not out her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then we went to the Smithsonian American History Museum, which was lovely. I sent you a picture of Selena's outfit and Sam Mewis' picture. Um, and there was a lovely exhibit about the first ladies and all, all the girls were really into it. And the best, one of the best parts of the weekend is our friends came up to me after the exhibit and were like, I didn't know we had a president named Chester Arthur. I didn't know we had a president named Rutherford B. Hayes, like Grover Cleveland. Yeah. They just love deep cuts. And I, of course, made them remember a fun fact. So when we all went to lunch later that day in a very swanky, like overlooking all of DC, um, restaurant i had them all recite their fun facts and that was a lot of fun like everything we learned wait you told everyone a fun fact no i said when we were going to the museum i said remember when you leave today we're all going to come together and talk about one thing we learned and be prepared because it can't be the same thing as someone else so if the person before you says your fun fact i hope you have two fun facts god girl you, you you're a tough cookie well they enjoyed it i think they appreciated it we all learned so what, much what was your fun fact um, oh, that, um, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey, when they were bringing the circus to like different places in America, they were using it as pro propaganda to like talk about American expansion into other nations. So they'd be like, oh, we got this monkey from Puerto Rico. We just took over Puerto Rico. Don't you think that's great? Tell your congressman. That's great. We want to keep doing this. Like, but why was someone paying them to do so? Or they just wanted I think just for the Hugh Jackman, like the American government, was interested in expansion and getting more money off of other poor countries. He just wanted to see wonderful things. He wasn't, you know. Sure. 
Pizza. Um, so yeah. I was like, who is he? Yeah. So after that, we went to lunch and drinks at this lovely place overlooking um, the our nation's capital. And then we went to dinner that night in Alexandria, which was where we stayed. And Alexandria is lovely, great bar and restaurant scene, cool downtown King Street. Very nice, beautiful. Um, then the next morning, I had to wrangle some people to get ready on time and go to the National African American History Museum, which was a lot. Not like emotionally yeah. because. Did you cry a lot? So we met a young boy, Stephen, 12 years old, at the deli the day before, and we told him what we were doing. And he said, oh, at the National... Sorry, how young? 12? Yeah. Oh, Jill did all the talking, not me, Jill. Another oh. yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> she spoke to him for a very long time, and we were like, okay, whatever. Um, he Stranger said, danger. start at the top and go make it work your way down. Listeners, don't do that. What you want to do is go all the way to the basement which is where all the history is. And you have to wait on a longer line because it's very narrow, the passageway to learn all about everything because they made it to feel like you're on like a slave ship and very narrow. So I didn't even get to go down there because we only had two hours a lot of time. And by the time I got down there, it was like a half hour wait and we didn't have that much time. But our friend Noonan did. And she said that was heavy, heavy stuff. Uh, but I did want to le- like learn about that. And I did see that I really went to see the airplane that the uh, Tuskegee Airmen flew in World War II. So I saw that a little bit. But the top floors were about culture, sports, um, lifestyle, movies, TV, Broadway, music, hair, cooking. I would have liked to be on the top floors then. You, yes, yes. You you appreciate that I sent you a yeah. picture of Nene Leakes. There's a, a photograph of Nene Leakes in the Smithsonian. Um, no, who did I ask that there wasn't a photo of? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. But my fun fact there, to my two fun facts. Whoa. Oh, Todd Bowles. There wasn't a picture of Todd Bowles, just a video montage. Yeah. Um, my right. two fun facts were that um, like hair combs that are used for your Afro, they have found from like 3600 BC. So oh, like, cool. Yeah. So like those combing tools like date way back then, people were using it Actually, to manage their hair. Hair pick. There we go. And the term Jim Crow comes from like a minstrel character. I thought Jim Crow was like a guy, like the Jim Crow laws. No, it comes yeah. from a minstrel character. And then they use that to like, you know, be terrible yeah. to black people. And what I went in that minstrel show, it was a person in blackface playing Correct. Jim Crow. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, I took history of rock music in college as my history course, obviously. Obviously. And a lot of like, the history of music started at like minstrel shows and some of the um like phrases we say today are like racist and come from there like cakewalk and things like that but anyway. it was i forgot his name but there was like an interesting part about the the first black person to play like hamlet and othello and like shakespeare mainly in england because they are like you know more open to that than we are here but uh no, they're not <laughs> We're both racist, fucked up country. But anyway, I, I I needed so much more time. I need to go back and do all of it. Like, I didn't even get the, yeah, you need more time. And then after that, we walked the National Mall and we did, you know, the World War II Memorial, the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, the uh, Vietnam Vets Memorial, the Kore- Korean Memorial, Korean War Memorial, the FDR Memorial with Eleanor Roosevelt, the Martin Luther King Lots Jr. Of memorials. Yeah. And there was also like a Vietnam Veteran Service because it was Veterans Day, so that was, like, emotional. Oh, yeah. Then we stopped in Georgetown for a bit, but it was, like, very touristy, so we didn't stop long there. And then we reconvened at our dear friend's house in Alexandria and had our Friendsgiving feast. What did I just want to ask you about? All the memorials. Well, when was the last time you went to D.C.? When, when, we like, were, when you were, like, 11 with us? Jun- no, junior high school basketball tournament. Yeah, so, like, did you when you were there out and about, did you, like, remember anything? From no. like when you'd last been there? No, not really. I remember when we were like young, young, we went to the White House, but we couldn't yeah. go this time. There wasn't any available. There was a fly in there when we were in there. I, I remember that. I don't remember that. It was buzzing around. I was like, God, it's so dirty in here. <laughs> they can't even keep a fly out. Security. So we'll could recommend our nation's capital. If you reach out to me, I can give you the great Airbnb we had. I'd like to go back soon. Maybe I will. Oh, good. Quick flight. And um, Did you give them five stars? I did. I wrote a very nice review and I gave her five stars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So would you like to get into some uh, pop culture you have? Yeah. One thing I've been meaning to mention to you for weeks and I keep forgetting to is 
there I feel like a little while ago I mentioned on this podcast that there's an actor named Nicholas Galatine who is in Bottoms yes. and in Red, White, and Royal Blue, and I think he's cute when he has brown hair. So, been following him on Instagram and stuff like that. He's going to be in a movie with Anne Hathaway. Is it and- Eileen movie? Sorry? Is it that movie titled Eileen? No. So, it's called The Idea of You, and uh. this is the description. Solane Marchand, Anne Hathaway, a 40-year-old single mother, begins an unexpected romance with 24-year-old Hayes Campbell, Nicholas Galatine, the lead singer of the hottest boy band on the planet, August Moon. Oh, this is the one about Harry Styles. Yeah, so this is based, I guess, on a Harry Styles fan fiction that's like, you know, it's directed by Michael Showalter. Michael Showalter of like Stella and Wet Hot American Summer, Michael Showalter, who I love. Um... So that's funny. But yeah, like the fact that this is based on a fan fiction that someone wrote about a single mother hooking up with Harry Styles is hilarious. Like, why would they make this? Oh, and Reed Scott's in it too. Did they film it? Like, is there a trailer? I don't think there's a trailer, but I think it's in post production. So it's in they filmed okay. it. And it's just funny this like trend of like, you know, like, like I think Twilight was a. Oh, no. Fifty Shades of Grey was a Twilight fan fiction that then became that. There's been, like, a few others. Like, it's just so funny that this culture has come. And as someone who has read fan fiction for a very, very long time, I think it's funny because any good fan fiction reader will tell you, if you start to read one that's about, like, like a woman and Harry Styles and the woman's just made up, I'm like, no, I'm out. But if it's about Harry Styles and, like, Olivia Wilde or Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson, I'm like, cool, I'm in. I don't want to read about the fake people you make up that are basically you in this fan fiction hooking up with the person you want to be with. Is that what this is? That's usually people will write, like, reader plus Harry Styles, and it'll be, like, second-person point of view. So it'll be like, you walk into the room and his eyes... No, but I mean, this Anne Hathaway movie, is this, like, from some source or text, or is this, like, fan fiction, like, a girl thinks that she's the single mom that's dating Harry Styles? I don't know about that, but someone wrote a fan fiction that was about Harry Styles and a 40-year-old single mom. It could have been a 40-year-old single mom who wrote it. There are older women who write fan fiction and men. Didn't he, like, date older women, aside from Olivia Wilde? Yes. Yeah. That's, like, his thing. Like, Caroline Flack was his first kind of known. When he was on The X Factor, allegedly they dated, and she was, you know, a number of years older than him. I forget who else. But, yes, he has a history of dating older women. But, yeah, it's just, um, what is it? Uh, Trivia. Fans believe the romance novel, oh, I guess maybe it's a novel, was inspired by Harry Styles because Hayes Campbell is a young British musician who is the lead singer of his group, August Moon. He wasn't the lead singer of One Direction, people. Much like the former One Direction singer, Harry and Hayes also share the same taste in women as the watermelon sugar s- singer dated Olivia Wilde, who is 10 years older than he is. But, like, why is Anne Hathaway doing this? Must have been a good script, or she wanted to work with Michael Showalter. Yeah, I guess. But it is going to be hot to see her make it out with Nicholas Galtzy. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy that. And I really like him. I think he's getting better, but I don't think he's like an amazing actor. So this will be interesting. He's the Purple Hearts guy, which we've talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess this is a novel, The Idea of You. Okay, I'll have to do some more research. But I did just want to mention that because I just think it's insane. (laughs) Um, So moving on, on Saturday night while we were all together in D.C., we watched the NWSL uh, championship game and we were riveted. And I just would like you to to take the floor. When did you join the game? Like, how much of it did you watch? Because we like, talked right when it was starting on FaceTime. And that's when I said put it on. Okay. So setting the scene, I think I mentioned this last week. The, you did. The, the championship was between O.L. Reign, the Seattle team, which Megan Rapino is on, and a number of players we love, like Rose Lavelle and Emily Sonnet. What does O.L. mean? I don't know. I think Dylan asked me this, too. I think it's just like... I don't remember, but I, they're they're allegedly being bought by the Seattle Sounders, which I think is the men's team. So they'll probably change to Seattle Rain or something. Anyway, so them versus um, Gotham FC, who we were rooting for because they're the New York, New Jersey team, and we are from New York, yes, very I, close to North New Jersey. I'm area. aware. 
spent much much time in East Rutherford, but um, yes. And on that team is Ali Krieger, who we've mentioned previously, who's going through a divorce, and his ex is allegedly dating Sophia Bush, as well as Christy Mewis, my favorite soccer player, um, Lynn Williams, and some of our other friends. So yeah, it um, so it was a big game because Rapino and Krieger are both retiring, and they were playing each other, and they're good friends, and you know there was a lot of build up, and it was all very exciting. They played in San Diego. About minute five into the game, after she had a cross and an attempt mm. at goal, Megan Rapino fell, or she just like went to the floor. No one was near her, and she like didn't get back up. And Rose Lavelle went over to say like check on her, and Rapino said something and laughed. And then Rose like laughed. What she had said to her was, "I think I just tore my Achilles," <laughs> and laughed. And Rose was like, "Are you serious?" And she had. So it was just. Not to make anything not about her, but it was just very Aaron Rodgers reminiscent because earlier this year when he tore his Achilles four minutes into his first game for the Jets after like three snaps and had to get off the field. And it was the same thing. No one was near them. They just kind of like tripped weird on turf. Um, And people were saying like, oh, it's this turf. Fuck the turf. But no one else fell and got hurt during the game. So that's, I don't know. I liked Dad's question to you in the text. Was it turf or grass? Was it turf or grass? And it was turf. And a football football team and like a college San Diego team plays on that field and the, they had a game there last week like the semifinal and you could still see all the football like insignia on the field and it looked like shit and then this week they had like another week to fix it and it still kind of looked like shit and you could see like the football logos and stuff underneath so maybe they don't take care of the field but anyway it's just very sad very because sad. this is her last game ever she already played her last game internationally and she had to leave the game and then she came back out in a boot like yeah mm. it, not good. But then she had a very funny post-game press conference where she cursed a lot and was with Rose Lavelle, who was just dying. It was, she basically said, she's like, well, not that I believe in God, but I know there's not a God because why would I hurt Why would I hurt myself? <laughs> Yeeted my Achilles tendon, she said, six minutes into my last game. So God isn't real. And Rose Lavelle <laughs> is just like laughing and like holding her, you know, head in her hands. And it was just very funny. Um, Gotham FC ended up winning the game after some drama where drama. in like overtime of the second half, Extra their goalkeeper, what? Extra time. Yeah. Their goalkeeper came out to block a ball um, and used her hands, but her hands were outside of the goalie box and was given a red card because it was like, you know, an obvious stopping a scoring opportunity, which is an automatic red card, which is dumb to me. And Jill it's and like the open layup rule in the NBA. It's so stupid. What's the open layup rule? Like, if someone has a clear space to the basket, you can't try to, like, f- stop them. It's it's so stupid. Why? That's my job as the other team. I know. I know. Anyway, and then Gotham had no more subs. Usually what happens if the goalie gets a red card is the goalie comes out, and then they'll take off another player, like a midfielder, and put their backup goalie in. So at least you have a goalie, and then you have nine other people on the field instead of ten. But in this case, Gotham had run out of subs, which I don't know how that happened because I feel like they didn't make that many subs, but whatever. So one of the midfielders, Neely Martin, had to go in goal and take a free kick for this red card. And she did not look – she looked stressed. So, Joe, I don't know if you heard this in the commentary, but earlier in the season at the same stadium, San Diego, the same thing happened, and Neely Martin had to get in goal and be the goalie. So there have been a bunch of funny memes. Like, if I had a nickel for every time Neely Martin, a midfielder, had to go and goal for the goalie, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but weird that it happened more than once. <laughs> Did she allow like a goal a in that previous game? I don't know. I don't think I watched that game. I just read all – you know, I just heard about it now. I don't think so. I think it was the same thing where there wasn't a lot of time left. Right. But imagine being that midfielder in this nope. final and you're nope. up by, like nope. – was it 2-1? And, you know, yeah. And they're taking a free kick. It's not yeah. like it's like, okay, just to be the goalie for another minute while they, you know, are down the field. But, right. No, I would be so stressed. Yeah. But anyway, Gotham ended up winning, which was, you know, sad for Pino, but very happy for Allie Krieger, whose brother came on the field and hugged her. And her brother wrote this, you know, nice thing on Instagram about her, how, like, just She's days made- before you received heartbreaking news and you were able to go out there and do this. So there's some discourse on the internet that either the heartbreaking news is a her dad is in hospice right now so that's part one and kyle her brother put that in the post basically like only having put our father in hospice like days before and the mental um you know sadness that goes along with that but other people are saying that 
it has something to do with Ashley and the ex-wife and her serving the papers, but that doesn't make sense because they she served the papers already. So that you know what I mean. But unless it's it, like a I, custody thing that we don't know about yet. But. Yeah. Um, and then it, there's rumors going around now that said Ashlyn Harris filing for divorce is how Allie found out that she wanted a divorce and she didn't talk to her about it previously. So people are really shitting on Ashlyn Harris on the internet. I don't know. She had to turn her comments off on her Instagram post, which is how you know some shit is going down. And very funny that that's how we exist in the world in 2023. Yes. Like even on the Workaholics podcast, they're like, I guess Justin Timberlake shut off his comments on his Instagram post. Why is this news? Like, you know, but it's news to me. So anyway, I guess that's what happened. Rambling. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to hit about that? No, um, good for Gotham. Glad for them. Um, we previously noted that Sue Bird was um, a house divided because Meg Rapino is her fiance, but she is an investor in New York FC, Gotham FC. She's also a New Yorker, Sias at Long Island. Um, so she was talking previously about getting a Donna Kelsey type kind of outfit, like how she wears for her two sons when they play each other in the Super Bowl. And um, Sue did get a shirt that was split in half. It was very nice. I don't know if she was wearing it at the game. I don't remember seeing her at the game. I don't game. think so. She had like a white t-shirt and a cool jean jacket on, I think. Yeah, yeah. But um, when does the season start again? Usually April is like preseason. Okay. But then they got... So the the season will suspend for the Olympics, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, the it, the players leave who are on. It doesn't yeah. suspend. Usually, oh, it doesn't suspend. Know. Just the players leave. Yeah, not always. It's a, usually the players leave that are on quote international duty, and then the players who are not chosen for international <laughs> duty step up and play and play in the remaining games. And viewership goes down because we're mean and we're all watching the Olympics. Yeah. Instead of like teams at home. Yeah, so but, they should suspend yeah. it, but whatever. Well, now they have this new commissioner for the last few years, Jessica, and she was on Sam Lewis and Lynn Williams podcast, and she was talking about, you know, all the stuff she's trying to do to make improvements. So she might. She and we have a new media deal. national team coach announced today. Yeah, but you know what this bitch is doing? What is she doing? She, she's the coach of Chelsea women's team, mm -hmm. and they're like really good. And Chelsea she wants to be in England. Yeah, and she wants to stay with them for the remainder of the season, which means that that's only like eight weeks before the Olympics when oh, she would come to start no. training with the U.S. And she'd only be at like two camps or something or maybe four camps. So it's like, I get it, but then don't take the job. I don't know. I'm just annoyed about it. And then Twyla Kilgore, I think her last name, she was the assistant coach to Blatko, and she's been the interim head coach. She's going to stay in that position. Right, I saw that. This woman's assistant coach when she starts so it's like it's okay in a way i guess because i feel like she's been doing a good job and like she knows the players and stuff but but then i feel like it comes down to this woman emma is going to be able to make the call of like which players yeah. make the team when this woman twyla should really be the one to do it because she's the one who's going to be in camp with them twyla twyla you know? twyla yeah so i don't know i don't know why u.s soccer would agree to that but they, I guess they really wanted this woman because she was like, those are my terms, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Stupid. I wanted them to hire Laura Harvey, who's the coach of OL Reign um, and has, like, coached Megan Rapino forever and has said she would want the job. Mm. And her players seem to really like her, and she keeps players on her team for, like, 10-plus years, and they're still, you know, playing and happy, so. That's nice. But she didn't get the job. Some British girl did. Yeah. Just kidding. Okay. Um, I wanted to quickly talk about the Real Housewives. Yes, I have please. caught up on Beverly Hills and Potomac. Um, and you're not so, watching so, Miami. No, because I haven't. I'd have to go back to the beginning. You don't, Clark. He's crawling. I will at some point. I just haven't. Okay. There's too many of them. I'm like, how do people know all these like women? And you know, like, like I was saying to you guys yesterday, I was like, I just binged Potomac all before last year, and I, I'm like, I already forgot so and so's name, who was friends with Mia. Yeah, I forgot too. All right. So you share your thoughts on Potomac while I take a breath. <laughs> um, as our dear friend Shannon said today in text, like, oh, it really starting off like right at the get, um, because um, as we know, those who watch Real Housewives of Potomac, 
um, Juan Dixon, who was the wife of Robin Dixon, former basketball player and former the coach. husband of Robin, you said wife. Sorry, the husband of Robin Dixon, uh, former NBA basketball player and former head coach of a college basketball team, recently got fired for some not his own sexual assault allegations, but that he was not assisting a player who was coming out with sexual assault allegations or sexual harassment allegations against the assistant coach. It kind of seemed like he was on the assistant coach's side and not the player. So there's a current, there's a lawsuit pending and he's named in it. So he got fired. Um, he also was last year, it came out that he didn't do anything, but talked to a woman online and then met her at a hotel because she lost her wallet and couldn't pay for the hotel room so he went and signed the hotel room receipt and paid for her but they... i don't care how much you like even if it was your spouse jill like you know your spouse or you're like my spouse would never do that are you fucking kidding me that's the most like the fact that she says she believes that that oh yeah he was an idiot by talking to her online but then and by signing the receipt but he just got her hotel room he didn't go up there okay okay jan and she's and she's like, I know this isn't true because this is a crazy story and Juan would never make up a crazy story. I'm like, that sounds exactly what like, happened. That, all her friends are like, why does that make it true? She's like, oh, it's too crazy to be true. No, it's stupid. Yeah. It's not crazy. It's stupid. So since then, Juan has been photographed out with a woman doing the team's laundry. You're too fa- doing your two favorite events. Yes. Things, and then out with another woman who apparently is on his coaching staff. I think staff. it's the same woman. Yeah. Getting their nails done. And the block is hot. The streets are talking. And it's not a good look for Juan. And Juan is denying everything, saying, I'm just a nice guy. I'm too nice. I'm too nice. And Robin is taking sides to believe him. And the other woman had a lovely, well, lovely, needed heart-to-heart with her at the end of the episode. And we're like, we are all divorced women whose husbands have cheated on us. We know the signs. We know what happens. We know what it's like to like hide it and deny it. But we're here for you. And we would like you to have some kind of reality. And Robin's like, nope, we're fine. We've talked it out. We're good. What was that red dress with all the buttons? I know. so distracting. I know. So I thought that was really interesting, and I'm sure that's only going to get deeper as the season um, progresses. And I feel like Juan has been on more airtime these two episodes than he's been on the entirety of the whole series. He needs money, and he, yes, and he needs to like defend his truth because shockingly, I think it's because he needs money. I think if he didn't get fired, he wouldn't be on the show. How is his lawyer letting him even talk at all? If he's a defendant in this. lawsuit anything he says about his own character is damning don't like he should not be on television really so they could say well exhibit a on real houses of potomac episode one minute 47 you said your pattern is that you are an untrustworthy person who takes risks in their personal life and it seems jill it sounds like you should work for the defense (laughs) or you know the the plaintiff get one on the stand (laughs) Um, so I just don't know why he's become more active on Housewives this year. Anyway, what else is going on? Giselle is dating Jason from Winterhouse. He's 16 years younger than her. I think it's great. Good for her. But do you think they're dating or he just comes out of town and they have sex? Both. Like, where does he live? He seems to like her. New York. The city. You, was he on a show before these Summer House, Winter House, wherever no, he's from? No, only, he's only been on Winter House. Because Ashley was dating the other guy from one of those shows and then they broke up yes that's how they met ashley was dating luke who was on summer house and then winter house and they hooked giselle up with jason and i'm happy for her i will say episodes one and two i think have been good and especially episode two makes me it's like reminds me of old school potomac like these of all the houses i feel like these women are the most like quote like not normal down to earth but like still live day-to-day lives and need to make money and have jobs they're not like Beverly Hills, where they're buying Rolexes and, you know, yeah. like some of these other franchises. They, like, they're just like, they all dress like absolute shit <laughs> in the second episode for the most part. And I'm like, yeah, because they're going to like the mall. They're not, you know, their stylus isn't on speed dial or whatever. Yeah. Like Ashley's home is beautiful and amazing. I would love to have that phone, but it's not like unrelatable. And she was so proud of it. And all the women were so yeah. happy for her. And I thought that no, was, I was, great. I was like, oh, it looks, it's three beds. I'm like, you or I could probably, you know, maybe not in that area code, but buy some more home. Right. Like, you know, 
Yeah. And I was, I do want to say, I did like Ashley's dress at the party and her hair and her freckles. That dog's being nuts. And I really like in her um, interview, she has this like pink shiny eyeshadow. I got to look up what it is. I really oh, like I like it. that it interview good. dress, the pink with the flowers. I do not like the interview top. That's like the gold lame side boot thing. Like, yeah, with her boobs. Like the Christina outfit. purple fucking uh, Hamburglar outfit. She's like, I don't care what any of the ladies say. I'm like, what are they going to say about that outfit, girl? It looks like trash. So far, we what haven't said anything great. about Giselle's outfit, and she usually gets the most heat she for her fashion. She looks bad at the outfits. party. And she's wearing, like, the butterfly clips in her hair. Like, bitch, you can pay someone to do your hair. What happened to Cam, your hair guy? Is that Was that his name? Cal. Uh, Cal. Um, so now there's another woman on the show named Mia, and she – married a older man who I assume was quite wealthy and they opened like a franchise of chiropractic offices through his family's business. At the end of last season, it turns out that his family like had a board meeting where like, you're done, you're out, you have no money. So this season it's like coming succession, not coming to light what actually happened or what he did, but it's coming to light that his wife was like, wait for a second. I like thought that he was stealing money. Like I did not believe him. Um, cut to present day. They're going through divorce. But in the beginning of the season, she's kind of like, wait, did you do this? Did you steal money from your family? What's going on? But I don't know if that's her covering for like, she knows they did. I don't know. But also when, you know, the rumor is that he was taking company money and, like, misappropriating funds. I thought it was going to be, no. like, to buy her stuff and to pay for their house. Like, you know what I mean? That she's, like, involved somehow because of their lavish lifestyle, you know? Well, it could be that. And she is either unknowing and thought this yeah. was money he was making and part of his salary or, like, it's very Jimmy Cooper, season one of the OC. It's also Tom Girardi. buying ponies for himself, Julie. Anyway, so that's an interesting storyline. Um, anything else you want to say about the Real House of Potomac? Um, I hadn't heard the uh, their why well, I can't think of the word they're like theme song one liners mm-hmm. until this week, and I was just like like one of me is like I don't have to dig for gold. I'm like oh because you're a gold digger like it's just and Candace is like, horrible that she sings in it. Oh my god, her high no. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about. So Candace is being sued for two million dollars by Ashley Darby's ex but not yet divorced husband, Michael Darby. I'm sorry to everyone who doesn't watch Housewives of Potomac. We're getting in the weeds, but that's okay. Yeah, but like, do you think that he'll win? I don't know. I mean, if his business suffered, like, maybe. she doesn't seem concerned. And I'm like, you're being sued for $2 million, girl. Well, you maybe she can't talk about it. I'd, but yeah, also, I, I forget about at the end of last season. It's like so funny. Like lines are drawn. Women aren't even like saying hi to each other and hugging each other. And I forget like there was so much beef last season. I don't remember. But I was like, oh, this yeah. is like legit. Like some of these women are not even speaking to each other. I kind of like that Wendy didn't say hi to the women she didn't like. I was like getting also. She Just like, Giselle. And Mia. Oh, I thought she said hi to Mia. I apologize. No, Mia threw a drink in her face. So we know that and accused her of cheating on her husband. Yeah, Giselle is just you know toxic. Bowen Yang hates Giselle so much; it's so funny the way he talks about her. It's like the funniest thing. Did Bowen go to BravoCon? No, I think he was hashtag working at <laughs> SNL, NSL. But no, he wasn't there. Um, what was the other thing I just want to say? I do feel like episode one. It was like. I remember, like, I'm like, what did we even cover? Because I do feel like everyone was like, it was good, but I also feel like. But I feel like that was really only like five minutes. And like, I was like, what did we even talk about? Like, you know, I feel like I'm not going to like this new housewife, NECA. Me either. You know, oh, when Wendy was brainstorming names for her talk show. What is that about? Why do you need a talk show? Well, at first I was like, oh, but then I remembered she's like a political pundit on TV. And I was like, oh, she's, that's how she's always made her money. So she wants to be Gail King? She said she wants to be Oprah. But she, I think she she's should just not call it Do you know how Dr. Old, Wendy's talk show. Do you know how Oprah was when she started her talk show? How old? Yeah. This was another fun fact from this weekend. Uh, 38. 32. Damn. I, I already missed the bone <laughs> for my talk show. Yeah. But she, I was like, she should just call it Dr. Wendy's talk show. Like, keep it simple. Okay. Yeah, but I was saying, I feel like in episode one, they didn't really cover that much. And I was like, where did we spend all our time? Looking but I liked episode two. We're back to basics. They're going to workout classes. You know, Karen's talking about Ray. She's crazy. 
she got five percent calcium deposit <laughs> on her heart or whatever. I don't mean to laugh at that. It's just the way she explained it. Everyone was like, what? What does this mean? I know. She's like, I've been crying since I heard the news. They were like, what is she about to say? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I know she always talks shit. But I do feel like Ashley Darby and Whitney Rose, they're similar in that they have good intentions. And they're not like horrible people. But they always end up like talking shit to other of the women yeah. starting shit. And I'm like, you guys got to stop telling these girls things. Yeah, that's true. Um. Okay, and the only thing I want to ask you about the latest episodes of Real, uh, the ugh, latest episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is you know most of the episode revolved around they went to the Magic Mike show in Las Vegas for one of the women's birthday, Crystal, Crystal. She turned forty, and because Erica Jane knows someone who knows someone who's in the show, a lot of them got called up on stage to dance. Erica had you know mimed oral sex performed on her through her clothes I, yes. I, I would describe it yes and one of the housewives Sutton kind of like freaked out and was like a wet blanket about it and was like I can't I'm on the board of the American ballet I gotta leave New York ballet I gotta leave and like went what do you think about her and her reaction to that shit I think it's ridiculous because the rest of the episode she was talking about having a vibrator and reading tantric sex books like yeah like, so you're not embarrassed about that stuff, but you're embarrassed about sitting as you weren't on stage doing it. You didn't perform anything. You didn't get That's into That's why they perform. think she's mad because she didn't get invited up there because she's not, quote, hot enough. Yeah. I thought it was ridiculous. It was really annoying and stupid. And this yeah. is what the show was about, that this almost 60-year-old woman is like, oh, no, I'll clutch my pearls. I know. And I also got annoyed about the thing with Garcelle at the end, just because I feel like she shouldn't have said anything. About her son and she's not comfortable yeah, just because the day before she said, you know, I think someone asked how her son was doing. And she was like, oh, I appreciate you guys asking and being there for me. Period. Put a pin in it. The next day they're all sitting around and she was like, I feel like I'm being disingenuous to myself. I have to say, I don't trust you around my children and talking to my children to you. It's like, just don't say anything. It's reality TV, man. Exactly. It's like she's just clearly like trying to. And I feel like people really like Garcella. And I just go back and forth. I'm like, I don't know. Okay. I'd say like Bowen and Matt Rogers are like friends with Candace and like. Garcelle and I'm like I don't know about this boys but I usually side with Candace but I don't know I don't know the whole Drew Sedora thing I'm like what is your beef oh my god that's a whole nother you gotta watch Real House of Atlanta for that is Drew on it yeah mm, she had a great song on the step up soundtrack good for her Aaron and I would listen to it very often okay so yeah what so you're what else is on it Miami I'm trying to catch up on Salt Lake because oh right Salt now Lake's I up too yeah, I watched one of the older episodes last night because allegedly the call that Heather receives at the in the finale, which is how they started the season, is finding out that another house like Monica is suing her business, Beauty Lab and Laser. So I want to see, kind of see. For bad Botox. But I don't remember. I have to look at the pictures of Monica at BravoCon to see if her face looks bad. Oh, was she there? She didn't sit with the cast. She didn't talk to the cast. She wasn't on any panels. So I was like, they all hate her. Why was she there? Like, yeah, like, how are they all sitting on a panel together? They weren't. Meredith Marks needs to go, like, check herself into a wellness retreat. <laughs> I don't want to watch her anymore. Like, yeah. she's just very unhappy. and like, She's very fun. unhappy. I did love the episode I watched last night. They were, like, footage of her near-death accident in quotes. <laughs> it's like them in a snowbank. That was funny. Yeah. And I usually, sometimes I don't love when the editors, like on Potomac, they'll do like their silly little bits. But I did like this week when they did like Karen's workout. Pilates, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Okay. Ariana Grande. Um, So I just checked my Instagram. Yesterday morning at 10.20 a.m., I come across a picture on Instagram. It is Andrew Rannells' Instagram post. Andrew Rannells is an actor, Broadway um, actor, singer. He's in many things, Girls, Girls 5 Eva. Um, he was in, what was that show, that movie on Netflix during the pandemic? It's like, oh, Boys in the Band. Anyway, so yeah. he's currently, he initiated, he, how do you say that? Started the role of one of the guys in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, I forget. I forget the name. Anyway. He, yeah whatever. 
So he is coming back together with his Book of Mormon co-star, Josh Gad, best known as Olaf in Frozen for all us parents. Gaston in the live action Beauty and the Beast. Olafu, excuse me. So they are um, in a Broadway musical together called Gutenberg. And the premise is that they are two guys writing a musical about Johann Gutenberg, the inventor of the printing press. It's not about Steve Gutenberg getting in a a sloppy, messy burger food fight in the food hall of It Takes Two. No, but Steve Gutenberg went to see the show. Um, Ugh. So they, it, during the show, they like try to get their Broadway musical a contract to go on Broadway. And a lot of famous people come to the show and they all go on stage and they become the Broadway producer who gives them the contract. Like, oh, hello. And they would have someone come up for too much tuna. Yeah. So they always post the people who come. So Andrew posts, this was yesterday. We had some big fun yesterday. Spamalot's Ethan Slater. Plus, Ariana Grande, it was a perfect Sunday. Go see Spamalot. So, for those of you who may remember, Ariana Grande is recently divorced and is now dating a man called Ethan Slater. SpongeBob SquarePants. Who performed, SpongeBob. Who performed in the musical SpongeBob SquarePants. He, As the titular SpongeBob SquarePants. He and Ariana met while filming Wicked in, abroad. He's in the movie musical is Wicked. Is he Fiero in it? No, he's like one of the other yeah, people. Like, yeah, supposed to be hot. Is he yeah. the Tin Man guy? I don't think so. I think he's just like a person one fine day in the Emerald City. Anyway. Uh, excuse me. So he and Ariana are dating. He is a very short, ginger, pale looking man, which we know there's no offense because that's what I am as a woman. Not very short. Um, and he, at the time that he and Ariana first met, there is some scuttlebutt that he was not divorced from his wife, who he has a child with. And so, loved her for... Oh, yeah. So this is the first photographic proof that they are together and dating. So there have been other pictures over the past few weeks of them out and about together. But just like paparazzi photos. Well, there's one of them like at an event and they're all like sitting talking and she's like leaning over him to talk to someone else. Well, I didn't see that. So it doesn't count. That's, I was like, they've been photographed. <laughs> well, this is the first. It came across my feed and I was like, wow, Ariana, you're... You're just letting it be known that you're dating this short, pale-looking redhead. And I think like a week, week and a half ago, they decided like, okay, we're, we it, enough times passed. We're going to be seen out together and confirm that we are together and still together. Enough times passed that we don't have to worry about his ex-wife stirring up hay, saying, hey, we were divorced or separated when you guys started dating? No, I mean, they do. But So I was just, whoa, and I said it right to Ryan, and I was like, oof. The block is hot. The block is hot. SpongeBob. <laughs> I, I, your... I apologize for culturally appropriating the block is hot, but I do enjoy that phrase. <laughs> yeah. it's. I was saying today, all slang comes from black people and gay people. We'll never it was so much original. slang to learn about in the National African American Museum. Anyway. We can't invent anything. We suck. We steal everything from black people and gay people. Um, and probably, you know, Latino people as well. Excuse me. Um. Oh, SpongeBob. If you don't love your wife and you want to leave her, sure. But if you leave her for Ariana Grande, this isn't going to last. No. You guys aren't going to get married and fall in love. She's just coming off a divorce. Girlfriend, you know, you're a rebound, SpongeBob. So I think you're a piece of shit if you left your wife, and there are probably other reasons. But, like, what an idiot. Because, what, you really think you and Ariana are going to get married? And maybe you will for a little bit. Justice for Pete Davidson. They never got married. Like... Come on, SpongeBob. <laughs> I just like everyone's like, oh, SpongeBob. <laughs> his name will be Sp- I will not refer to him by his name. His name is SpongeBob. Ariana was seen out with SpongeBob. <laughs> the block is hot. The block is hot. <laughs> they were at the nail salon in the laundromat. <laughs> SpongeBob and Ariana Grande. Okay. Um, did you watch Timothy Chalamet on SNL this no. past weekend? No, and I had a question. So the okay. SAG after strike is over. But was yep. Timothy already like going to perform anyway? Was he? Yeah, yeah. I think he was already. I think like two weeks ago they announced, and so I think why, they try to schedule those things. So why was he allowed to do that? If he didn't plug his movie, I'm but sure. But he's he acting. Was... He's on strike. Well, who was the host last week? It was a Mark comedian. Nazi. Yeah. And then, who, but he has a Netflix special. That's like the same. That's and then who? Comedy. Was... I don't know. Whatever. Who I... was before? Bad Bunny. And then some before that, who I liked. and I think also musical. 
Really? I thought it was an actor. I, I mean, I don't know the rules, Jill. Anyway, so I haven't seen anything because I was, as you heard, very busy this weekend. I haven't caught up in any yeah. of the clips. Okay. Anyway, in his um, monologue, he said, you know, thankful the strike's over so he can talk about Willy Wonka. And he sang a song <laughs> from the original. And it was stupid. And then him. Oh, and then, you know, the guy, Marcelo. No. He's like one of the newer guys. I tell his joke is that his mom like left Cuba, so whenever he'd come home from school and be like, "Oh, lunch sucked today," she's like, "Really? You have free lunch in a school that isn't run by communists? Don't complain to me." Um, they started doing a rap song about how they have baby faces, and then Keenan came out and rapped with them. But like we, the the streets were expecting, he reprised his yeet skirt oh, rapper goodness. role, but Pete was not there. Sad. Probably he's on tour with Mulaney still, and reprised marissa and i's favorite there he is my tiny horse sketch <laughs> where he sings about his tiny horse um but it was a twist to it i won't spoil it for you jill okay um the skit i will spoil for you i think it was the last skit of this show which is historically like the weirdest skit like right. the conan o'brien skit like you know was about sarah sherman having dreams about a man dancing in her room and the man is troy savon and timothy chalamet is troy savon and he's doing dance moves that Troy's been doing in his video and wearing his outfit. Mm -hmm. And she says, like, this demon comes to visit me every night in my dream. And then Bowen, like, is a doctor or does a simulation for her and whatever. And I, my whole algorithm right now is Troy Simon's music videos and him dancing. And I'm like, oh, I got to learn one of these dances soon and post it on TikTok. So I just loved that this was a sketch because I'm like, this is my reality right now. It's like he's everywhere. He's invading my dreams. I wonder if Sarah Sherman has the same algorithm as you. Well, Bowen wrote the sketch with some oh. other people. I think Sarah might have been one of them. I knew it would be Bowen because he likes Troy and they, you know, talk about it on Lost Culture. And then he did the dance at the end. And then Boy Genius all came out dressed as Troy Sivan too and did the dance. So it was very funny. Um, Boy Genius is a band that... It's like a super band. Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker. Oh. And they've been hyped for a while. They're like, you know, Andy Darling. Oh, they calling, right? I don't know. I was in fucking Oklahoma. <laughs> and, um, Same. And, uh, yeah, but everyone, like, loves them. Everyone being, like, all the Swifties who like Phoebe Bridgers and stuff like that. And, like, Matt and Bowen. And, and um, I knew I'd probably like it, but I just never got on board. I liked both songs they played added to the playlist. I get it. Okay, I'm going to have to listen. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I, I don't know why I had some... Like I said, I just like don't like Phoebe Bridgers for no reason. And uh, did I, I, I sent Jillian and Caitlin a meme of a picture of Leah Michelle and Aaron Rodgers at a Jets game. And it was like, this is what the illiterate Travis and Taylor look like. <laughs> I saw another one where it's Bo Burnham and Phoebe Bridgers walking outside of SNL. And it said, this is the Travis and Taylor for people who have crumbs in their bed. <laughs> stupid but i thought it was funny so i was like oh i like this meme format it's like this is the travis and taylor for you know people who can't read which what is was Sarah the first one you said that you said Aaron rogers and leah michelle oh right 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 right, right. illiterate travis and taylor <laughs> so stupid um the last thing i wanted to mention is at his you know good nights when they say thank you everyone and they all clap on the stage and they hug chalamet was like you know, thanking everyone. Like, Alec Baldwin did a brief cameo, so he was thanking him. He was thanking Boy Genius. He was thanking, you know, that the strike is over and they can all work again. And then he said, happy birthday, Leonardo DiCaprio. And everyone, like, laughed and ended. And it was his birthday. I looked it up. Well, it's probably because he invited to go to Leo's, like, amazing 49th birthday party that everyone and their mother went to that was supposed to be phenomenal, but Timothy Chalamet couldn't go because he was hosting SNL. Oh, tell me more. Is Chalamet uh still with Kylie? Yeah, she was there. She went to the SNL after party. Oh, oh! I hope Bowen talks about it this week on the pot. And then Kendall's dating Bad Bunny, and she went to his SNL after party like two weeks ago. Mm, they seem even more fake to me than Travis and Taylor, Kendall and Bad Bunny. But I'll keep my opinion. He had to learn English for her. He didn't know English. So he couldn't date her because he couldn't speak to her. You don't need to learn that much English. To date Kendall Jenner or period? To date Kendall Jenner. <laughs> But, oh, period, to talk to Americans. We're stupid. I know, we are. Well, who else was at Leo's party? Um, Kate Beckinsale, Lil Wayne, Kim Kardashian, Corey Gamble. Uh, Lucas, Corey Gamble? Uh, Chris Jenner's boyfriend. Right, that's right. Uh, he's, he's not famous enough for you to list. He's very famous. He has a line with Dolce & Gabbana. 
Um, I texted this right before the pub, but shout out to Shutterfly and Chris Jenner for doing ads together for Christmas cards because she's famous for Christmas cards and she's a smart businesswoman. And I'm like, Shutterfly and Chris, yeah. both smart business decisions. She's only famous for Christmas cards. Well, I think she's known for her Christmas cards every year. She is, yes. Okay, cool about Leo. Yeah. Hold on, he's gross. Um, this is a stupid thing I just wanted to mention. I was thinking about, so we're almost like a year up on recording our podcast. Jill. Wow. Did you, did you know that? No. So we started recording in December, but we started posting in January. Okay. Um, and I feel like throughout the months, I'll sometimes talk about pop culture that isn't current. It's just what I'm consuming at the moment, years later, like Real Houses of Potomac or Vanderpump Rules or whatever. Currently, what I've been watching is the show Instant Star. Do you remember the yes. show because of me? Because of you. I've never watched a minute of it. Yeah, so it's a Canadian television show that used to be on after Degrassi. It's about a girl named Jude Harrison who wins a talent contest to become an instant star. And she's like a young singer-songwriter, and she falls in love with her producer. And it's four seasons, and it's so bad it's good. And the last two seasons are horrible. And that's like all I've been watching, and I've re-downloaded all the songs from it because she actually is a really good singer. Um, she had a Pledge Music campaign when I worked there. Oh. And anyway, I just was like, it's just funny. It's like, yeah, what am I consuming right now in pop culture? And I'm like, oh, I'm just watching this Canadian television show that aired in, like, I don't even know, 2004. Um, and I'm just like, oh, Ryan, this is so Ryan. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Well, that's okay. We all I'm also things. watching The Challenge and House of Villains as far as, like, new shows. Um, okay. Do you want to do the post? I do. The Marissa New York Post cover segment, um, the date is... Thursday, November 14th, 2013. Happy birthday, Travis Barker. Happy birthday early to our mother. Um, Speaking of Alec Baldwin, Mm -hmm. Genevieve Saborin was hauled off in cuss for 30 days in jail Wednesday, not for stalking Alec Baldwin, but for contempt of court for ignoring a judge's demand to quit yapping. What is the headline? Which is pretty good. Wait, ignore. I I missed the second part. Not for stalking Alec Baldwin, but for what? For ignoring the judge's for contempt of court for ignoring the judge's demand to quit yapping. She must be like talking during. She must have been talking during the trial or like talking to press. I don't know, but the judge told her to stop, and she got sent to jail for thirty days. Thirty Rockefeller jail. Thirty lock. Uh, see, I almost had it. You almost had it. Shout out to Matt Rogers' song, Rockefeller Center. Okay. I wish I, I could leave at the center. I thought that was pretty witty of the yeah. stupid New York Post writers. Sorry. Was, that, was he in jail for the words with friends thing? Oh, I don't know. Or when he called daughter, his daughter a thoughtless little pig. No, you don't go to jail for that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people be in jail, including you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, my support... Relative question for you this week, and it's a hard one, Jill. Oh my goodness. Who is your favorite rapper of all time? Ludacris, Chris Bridges. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. DMX what? close second. But he's so homophobic. <laughs> I mean, I'm they're everyone's flawed, Ryan. <laughs> I know. My favorite rapper is very flawed. <laughs> yes, very flawed. Aaron Carter, he's dead. <laughs> it's Aaron Carter. DMX, um, he's dead. Yeah. What's your favorite um, Ludacris song? Southern Hospitality. Oh, okay. All right. Not that hard. I feel like I don't listen to rap music anymore. And I was talking to some of my friends about it in Mystic, like new rap. I don't listen to new rap. But I I mean, knowing all lyrics to rap music, you know? Exactly. You know me. I used to be all up in that. I used to sit and rap about a subject. The whitest girl in the world. And I remember one time I was listening to Ja Rule when I was in the shower and my mother came downstairs to the bathroom and opened the door and she said, this is offensive to women. And I was like, don't care. Let's go. You know what else is offensive to women? Everything. Being a Republican. <laughs> anyway. Um, so is your favorite rapper Kanye West? And what is your favorite <laughs> rap song by Kanye West? Ooh, I don't know. I have a couple. It used to be Touch the Sky for sure. Um, got it. I used to pull into the Michaels parking lot, <laughs> t- spin that Ford Focus, come up in the spot looking extra fly. Extra fly, yep. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I love all the lights, which is like you know a, a classic, popular track. I like Monster. I, I, I feel like I used to know them all. Like I do. Also love Graduation, underrated album, and what's so good on that Champion, um, Homecoming, The Glory. You know, 
Can't tell me nothing. Good life. Just hit after hit. Don't agree with his beliefs, but <laughs> loves music. I God agree God. with everything Ludacris believes it and says. Yeah, the workaholics boys love Ludacris. They talk about him a lot. And then he was, they were flying to Atlanta for the podcast, and he was on their plane. Oh, that's awesome. And they said there was really bad turbulence, and they were like, we're going to die, and it's going to be like <laughs> Ludacris, age 52. Chris Bridges dies in playgrass, and they're like at a tiny blurb, like other people are there, Adam Devine, the other two. Like, you know, we're on the plane. Hilarious, as we both got on flights this week. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just repeating a podcast story. Um, I could go a different couple ways for your um, Kevin Bacon, but I will go with... I thought you were going to go with Stevie Wonder, the way you were moving. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just being weird. I will go with Leonardo DiCaprio, who we've Ooh. never done. I checked my spreadsheet. We've never done. I mean... He's been in so many things with Robert De Niro, who's in Sleeper with Kevin Bacon. Oh, okay. So. I was thinking maybe like Jack Nicholson departed Boston route somehow. Wait, what has Leo been in with Robert De Niro? Um, well, right now, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, stupid. Um, before that, what were they in recently, too? The last one. Oh, no, they. Th this Boy's Life was the last one I think they were in together. Or he was in Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks, who's in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. Good stuff, yeah. Um, Leo was also in um, that stupid movie about climate change with Meryl Streep, who's in A River Run Through Zoo with Kevin That's Bacon. stupid. It's not a good movie. I don't know, but climate change isn't stupid. Oh, climate change is not stupid, but... Uh, yeah, also Jennifer Lawrence is in that movie, who's in X-Men First Class with yeah. Kevin Bacon. I'm sort of into the environment. What's that from? I think it's from American... Um, no, that's I'm sort of into politics. Oh, I'm sort of engaged. That's American Wedding. Um, I forget what it's, it's fun. Not social network, is it? No. When they say I'm really into the. Do you see Sophie Turner was hanging out with Dakota Johnson? I did. They could be friends. Yeah, but she sucks. Dakota. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Leo's in the Departed with Mark Wahlberg, who's in Patriots Day with Kevin Bacon, but we erase Patriots. We'll Day. never see that. We erase Patriots Day. Oh, but yeah, I guess it's always, you got to do two. I thought maybe they were in something together that we, you know, are forgetting, but no, we're right. Do yeah, I've I never seen Basketball Diaries, have you? No, but we need to. Yeah, add it to the list. Yeah. Okay, this is a weird one. Another fun one. Yeah, we might not have an episode next week, we might. Yeah, so we're both traveling, Ryan this week, me next week, so we're going to try to do one while I'm away, but I will... You know, I should have the availability time and Wi-Fi to do it. But if we don't have one next week, happy Thanksgiving. Ryan's favorite meal of the entire year, but she has it multiple times a year, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, it's funny because this is my least favorite time of year, but Thanksgiving's probably my favorite holiday. I don't even know if it's your favorite holiday. It's just your favorite meal. Like your favorite like, food is Thanksgiving. Jill, you know what we have to do ASAP because I've been craving it ever since Jacoby took his daughters to Benihana for their birthday. Okay, well, we'll go. Hibachi. We'll go to Hibachi. I know someone else who would be very interested in going to Hibachi, and he's in the room next door to me. Would Eleanor say, no fire? She would say, no fire. Was that place good? I don't remember. It was fine. Because I got COVID that night. <laughs> Not from... But remember, no. like... Because for those in the greater Boston area, the hibachi in Brookline, it's not good. The one in Harvard Square or Cambridge is good, but it's in a double tree. Um, but I, 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 nothing's as good as Staten Island hibachi. Nothing's as good so as Staten Island hibachi. We, we gotta, if you have a yeah, recommendation for the one. The one in Cambridge is good, but we're not going to go yeah. out there when we're all. But that's why I was like, I think the Salem one was good, but I don't even remember. It's fine. It's good. It's no Arirang, but yeah. Oh, I guess I got it. Remember I picked it up for you guys when I was like babysitting one time? Yeah. Oh, no. Or we went. You were going there, so then I picked it up for myself. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't remember how the food was because, well, I don't know. I was watching a monitor. <laughs> I'm watching a monitor right now. What's she doing? She's sleeping. Her new thing is I say goodnight. She says goodnight, mama. Aw. Yeah. I haven't seen her when I was going to FaceTime you before after you sent the picture with the headphones because I was like, I ain't seen that girl in a hot minute. I know. I was thinking that. Um, but yeah, you could come over tomorrow. But that's see all. See Doggy this weekend? Your Doggy? Yeah. She'll see Big him doggy. Thursday when mom drops him off at my oh, house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she, uh, she loves Clark. Always in her repertoire. 
if you and Colin walk him, just hold the leash really tight because of, of the bunny situation. Just he's been bad lately about chasing animals. We haven't seen any bunnies our hood lately. Eleanor will tell you she looks every day. But Does I she will say bunny. Bunny, bunny every morning. Wait, she wants to see them? Yes. What else does she know how to say? Everything. Oh my goodness. Okay. Anna Elsa, that's big now. This isn't her is this her first plane ride? No. Second. We went to Disney last year and Miami. Did you fly to um I yeah, I flew to, to Sesame Street? No, we drove. Oh, okay. I forgot she was alive when we went to Disney. Yeah, that she feels was like there. so long ago. A year ago. Like today. I'm good to go never again. Oh, I love it. You liked it last time we went? Sure. I mean, I wish I could have gone more rides, but I was like a new parent, so I couldn't really. Yeah, that's. I just want to go to Six Flags. Okay. Okay, well, uh, I get Target closes at 11. I could go now. Good for you. Okay, so maybe we'll see you guys next week. If not, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Watch all the Friends Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah. See you then. See you then.